Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 90th episode of Tornado Tag Radio here on the Night of the Living Geeks Network. We are going to talk about Raw, SmackDown Live, NXT, the Cruiserweight Classic. Going to take some questions from Facebook, but before I do that, I would like to welcome in the Rob Van Dam to my Sabu. I'm Marianne. Back. You're back. I feel like I need to smoke a shit ton of weed and then come back to this. I know it's it's horrible. And I, <laughs> I need to talk a lot less. I think is what the uh, is what the deal is. Wait, isn't that what normally happens when I record with you? Yes, that is exactly what, <laughs> that is exactly what happens. Noinzig episodes, really? Shout out Dominic. That was in German for you. <laughs> Let's just shout out Dominic right now at the new uh, owner of a, a TTR Monday Night Raw shirt. I need to clarify it's Dominic with a K, not a yes. C, because he's a freaking German weirdo. Nothing um, wrong with that. <laughs> nothing wrong with that at all. Thank you, Dominic. Danke. So, Marianne, <laughs> how are you? I'm I'm good. It's been... I missed last week. Missed last week because of PWG's P-dubs 13. 13. And, yeah, uh, that's that was, the first thing I got on the docket here, and I that assume that you have. Fun. I have the notes. results of it, and then I have kind of like my reactions, a little bit of it. Well, I just have like quickly like who won and how, but it was such a fun trip. I had to rent a car and drive down there, and I stayed with a friend, and I saw some other people. But then it was it was just so much fun. I'm so lucky that I landed tickets and I got to see it, and had a really nice talk with Chris Hero. He's a super nice dude. Got a picture of JT Dunn, my new hair twin. Who was on TNA, weirdly enough. Yes, we Maybe will oh, we'll talk that. about that oh, yeah. as well. But, okay, so the first match was Adam Cole. Who for, oh, I made a comparison for what he looked like at that time. I was like, why does Adam Cole look so shitty? Shitty Adam Cole is what I called him. <laughs> <laughs> he won via roll-up against fucking Brian Cage. Oh, wow. He rolled him up, huh? He came out, and I was like, he's going to die. Like, Adam Cole, like, RIP Adam Cole. But he did a roll-up holding the bottom rope. What a cheater. Member of the Bullet Club. Was he wearing Bullet Club stuff or Mount Rushmore stuff? It doesn't even matter. He was mm. shitty, Adam Cole. But Roddy went... Okay, so this was definitely a hard-hitting match as you think it would be. It was Timothy Thatcher versus Roderick Strong. So there was a couple times where I'm like, somebody's facial man. bones got broken. Oh, I bet. But he won via jumping knee to the face. Mm-hmm. And I knew he would win. But at the same time, I really wanted Timothy Thatcher to win because angry <laughs> Timothy Thatcher just automatically go. It's it's either it's a toss up between like he's really mad and then something terrible happens or like he's really mad and then like the apocalypse happens. Yeah. Like it's one of those two things. But then Jeff Cobb went against Trevor Lee and Trevor Lee was super adorably funny. I could listen to him talk forever. His accent's hilarious. And Cobb defeated him with one of his tour of the islands power slam. Yeah. Things. Great power slam. Yeah. And then the match right before intermission mm-hmm. was Chuck Taylor versus Trent. Oh, yes. This match, I had so many people come up to me, obviously, because I was wearing a Chuck and Trent and Dustin and Greg shirt. And they were like, I did not think I that match completely blew me out of the water. I was not expecting it at all. And for those of you who don't know, it ended up turning into an impromptu street fight. And <laughs> it went like hardcore at the beginning. And then fucking Chuck brought out a ladder. And I went, no. No, 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 no. I spent. I think I spent the whole match standing on my chair, just screaming. Uh-huh. Um, Chuck won via he awful waffled Trent into a pile of tacks. Oh my lord! Yeah, there was there was he freaking threw him onto a ladder, and there's no way to describe what Trent's back looked like after that. He broke the ladder, and then Trent went and got and they beat each other, beat the shit out of each other with chairs. 
And then Trent went and got a bag and it was a makeup bag. So everybody's like, oh, fuck, there's going to be lipstick involved in this somehow. And then he dumped a bunch of tacks in the ring and I went, oh, God, no, no. And then he did a flapjack right onto a pile of tacks. But I knew he had always wanted to do that because I watch Best Friends. But I was there was a ladder involved and it was I everybody was like, what is going (laughs) on? Like, what the fuck is going on? And then like chuck one and he stood up and i was like he's got tax in his ass and then he went oh fuck i got tax in my ass and you could see him say it in oh, the ring God. <laughs> then after that it was marty scroll <laughs> beat what i like to refer to as broken sammy callahan in a, in a cat mask oh yeah that was um he was referred to as space cat correct? space cat and he came out to i cannot remember the song it was such a ridiculous song and i was like what? i heard about this i was like what am i looking at right now so like, he was just wearing a cat mask. It, it was a like rubber a- hole cat mask. Yeah. And he came out and he was Jenny. And then he took the mask, got ripped off him, and he still had whiskers drawn on his face. I, I heard about that it as well. It yes. was the weirdest thing I've ever witnessed. Did he wrestle differently? Or he just wrestled the no, same? No, he wrestled pretty much the same. But then he added like a really weird, creepy, like prancy cat gimmick into it. was fucking. Oh, oh I, 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 I am lucky that I witnessed it and also extremely confused. But um, the Young Bucks retained their titles via cheating. I don't even need to tell you how that happened. Cause who, they, who did they uh, face? Death, Death by Elbow. Which yes. fucking fantastic. Some scary ass shit. They were, they were like, I think they swapped moves with each other. So they were like elbowing them and then they were super kicking them. <laughs> and then funny. I remember thinking there's only so many super kicks you can do before it becomes overdone. And in my mind, it's overdone. How many super kicks is too many super kicks in one match? And don't you, don't you dare say there's no such thing because there is, because there's a certain point where it just doesn't like, I don't know. It's but just how will you have a party? Too many. Well, there should be a max. Like a legal so max in a in a room know. capacity. Yeah, exactly. Room so capacity. How, how much capacity does this part should a super kick party have? Exactly, and it does how not many? even. It, I guess it might have kind of depends on how many people are in the ring, also. But still, at the same time, it was just so many fucking super kicks. How, but how many is too many? Twenty. Is twenty in a twenty-minute match too many? I feel like there's more than that in an average Young Bucks match, to be honest. <laughs> more than 20 super kicks? I don't... They all blend th- together. I mean, are we... Yeah, maybe. I, I feel like it, it, they're spread out enough to where you probably wouldn't notice how many there are. Right. But it, there is a lot of super kicks involved. But that match was fucking fantastic. The Young Bucks are fucking great. Yes, they are. They're super great. They're super charismatic and wonderful. And it Did- was just good. Uh, Chris Hero went off on a fan. And called him a Make-A-Wish kid. I heard about this. <laughs> um, it was amazing. <laughs> he called you, him John Cena kid. Did you um, see that the Young Bucks have a app now? I just saw that yesterday. It's a dollar ninety nine. I think it's actually called Super Kick Party. I refuse to be a part of. It. Um, I I haven't downloaded it yet, but I'm not going to sell. Pretty out. sure I'm going to give them my t- one ninety nine. I am not cashing. I'm not buying in on this. Um, <laughs> Then uh, Sabre Jr. beat Ky- uh, Kyle O'Reilly, who also was sleazy Kyle O'Reilly at some point. Oh, God. Via the octopus stretch, like, armbar thing. Yeah. Frankie says armbar. And then Roddy, being the Roddy that he is, came uh-huh. out and did his, like, cash-in for his chance to redo it right afterwards. Rematch. And he still lost. Yep. Because fucking shitty Adam Cole fucked it up. He came out, and it was a botched interference. Oh, and boy. Adam Cole was just shitty. <laughs> And uh, it was great, though. Roddy said goodbye. Yes, mm-hmm. you got you got to see Roddy lose the championship to Zack Saber Jr. 
And then you got to see him effectively leave PWG. Yes. That is... What a time. And everyone put aside their absolute complete hatred for him for like a few minutes. Man, I wonder what Roderick Strong's NXT name is going to be. Something. It better be something fucking douchey. It's gonna, What's like the douchiest name you can think of other than like Duncan? <laughs> I can't think of another one now. It has to be something now. douchey. Um, <laughs> I mean, come on. Duncan Strong. <laughs> Duncan Donuts. Duncan Strong. <laughs> I can't. Oh my god! So that sounds like a fun show. I uh, uh-huh. await it to be released whenever that yeah, happens. John got tickets to Bola, you guys. I did. I mentioned that last week. Um, tried the Russian roulette that is Bola, and I won. You were very, very, very lucky because when I tried to purchase them, I had two devices open, and then my friend had three, and like the website crashed like two minutes yeah. before it went on sale. But you have to do it on more than one device, otherwise, it's whatever one loads first. Yeah. And so we're shit out of luck, but I did find somebody and landed a ticket to night three, which is fine with me because if I can't go to the other two nights, I mean, you have a while to try and find them, but I can, yeah, I can see people down there. I can see. Hon- yeah. Honestly, if I had gotten, if I hadn't gotten night one, but I had gotten night two or three, I would have traded with someone. Really? Because Jushin Liger is on night oh, one. He's on night one. And yeah. I need to see him wrestle. You need, yeah. Need Aren't to- you glad though? You're so <laughs> yeah, glad. Yeah. yeah. So... That's yeah, amazing. I'm uh, I'm pretty excited. I get more excited as the weeks go on. And I mm-hmm. go, oh, I'm going to see this person wrestle. I'm just happy that I'm going to like night three at least. Yeah. And I'll be down there. I mean, I can hang out with shout out to Ernesto and Dylan. I know they don't listen to this, but I'm going to go ahead and plug Yakety Cast right now. This past episode is one of the funniest ones I've ever heard. I was this is crying. Very funny. I was crying in my bed, like listening to it, <laughs> sobbing. It was so funny. It's very, very good. But yeah, I'll probably hang out with them if I'm not doing anything or see some other people but um i'm super glad you got tickets now yeah yeah i'm uh it should be should be a hoot yeah now i'm trying to find tickets tonight one or two you know and i got a ton of people that are helping me out with Mm -hmm. it so regulars at least so and then i'm working all the way i don't have a day off until next friday my goodness yeah that is um... but i got a raise oh good yeah congratulations i need to ask for one of those I don't. I can't ask. We just get one every year. Well, I haven't gotten one in two and a half years. Yeah, get on that. So I need to ask. Be like, listen, I won the Russian roulette of bola <laughs> tickets. You're gonna fucking give me a raise. Yeah. So help me God. <laughs> I haven't uh, found a good time to. Anyway, that's something completely different. And now for something completely different. Um, Monday Night Raw. Huh? Yeah, man. So we open the show with a recap of what happened last week. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It's just a little recap. And the other thing, I my second note is I am in love with the new Raw theme. I love it. I really like it, too. It's growing on me. I like the instrumental part of it. And when I first heard it, I was like, oh, my God, these vocals are such crap. But that's, <laughs> it's growing on that's me. What they, that's their genre of music that they pick, though, you know? I'm trying to, I'm trying to put it I in don't know who a bracket. It, I don't know who. It's like new metal. Mm, it's a little lighter than new metal. But it's like... That voice is is like I'm sure it's not the same band that we saw that we had that was the raw theme like years ago, Probably but it almost not. sounds like it. It has like it has like a stained Daughtry voice sound yes, to it, and I just want to laugh. <laughs> that's the voice that they usually go with. Like they're so they want someone that sounds like that, which is weird. Someone, Even though I mean, back in the day, um, beautiful like people was the raw theme. 
That's fucking Which amazing. Which was great. That was during the Attitude That's Era. That's fucking great. amazing. Imagine if it was like Scott Stapp. Oh, my God. So <laughs> we opened the show with the new WWE Women's Champion, Sasha Banks, comes out with this ridiculously giant belt. Which looks better on her, I will say. I agree, but she's it's smaller still, than Charlotte, but it still looks better it's, on her. That belt is needs to be smaller. It like engulfs them. <laughs> it engulfs their entire being. It's made for someone the size of Tamina. Yes, and I, I don't mean that offensively. No. I'm serious. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's yes. I 100% agree. So we find out that we're gonna get the uh, SummerSlam rematch between Charlotte and Sasha, and Charlotte comes out. And how many times? Was the word sweetheart said during this segment? It had to have been at least as many super kicks as you saw in the Young Bucks yeah, match. Yeah, she is god awful. And I was too busy gagging over her fucking horrendous outfit. <laughs> so they're just, they're talking, <sighs> and then all of a sudden you just hear quiet, quiet. I lost my quiet. mind. I was laughing so hard. A wild Jericho appears. Yeah, basically. He came out of nowhere, and then I was like, oh, God, shit's already started, and he's going to just stir it until it's, like, boiling over. Yes. <laughs> like, fucking and hell. Jericho comes out and is like, Sasha, you're terrible. Uh, Charlotte is a flair, and she's done more in her career than Ric Flair has ever done. He sucks. And I loved how she said he she was like, God bless him. He's in a resting home somewhere. And yes. I went, oh, my God, somebody's addressed it. It's an actual thing now. Enzo's music hits. OK, I was so confused. I was confused, too. And then immediately he came out and I went, oh, this fucking makes sense. Yes. Immediately. It makes sense. I it's been a very long time since I've shipped something. But dang, do I ship <laughs> Enzo and Sasha? Uh, I yeah. ship it so hard. Uh, Enzo trying to get up on uh, the boss. It, in the middle of an interview. They look fucking great together, though. <laughs> they do. She looked very confused and very uncomfortable with it. But then also extremely amused at the yes. same time. Because, I mean, it's impossible to not be amused with that. And um, some shit talking ensues between these four people. And Mick Foley comes out. Can I just say, though, <laughs> Bon Jericho, he compared him to John Bon Jovi yes. and I lost my fucking mind. I was like, I'm not the only one who th- sees how fucking obvious as hell the glaring similarities between the two of them. <laughs> and then he sang that commercial and I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. And then he called him a hip hop hobbit. Yes. And Enzo was like, seriously, that's that's all you have for me? <laughs> like, really? <laughs> and then we had uh, Mick Foley come out and he said, we're going to start the new era or well, not we're not going to start it because it started last week. We're going to continue this new era with a mixed tag team match. Look, I'm wearing leopard too. I yes, he's very excited about that. I I was very surprised we got a mixed tag team match. I can't remember the last time we had one, and that it's next. But we also find out that Brock is coming back tonight, and that will be happening later on. And then we have Kevin Owens on commentary. Fucking amazing! Him in a like duo with Corey Graves would be the most like v- like verbally horrifically dangerous duo on the planet like byron why do you why do you even bother i would have just gotten up and walked away you know there was a good <laughs> Corey graves quote of the week uh it comes on a little later and he actually also said it on nxt so it kind of lessened it a little bit kevin but owens though had so many good quotes he was on fire he was this. fucking on fire well byron if you even watch what we do you'd know that <laughs> <laughs> or my favorite one when Jericho did the walls of Jericho and he thought he won 
Yes. And then he grabbed the rope and he was like, Jericho didn't win. He's confused. <laughs> you didn't win. And then Byron's like, he can't hear you. And he was like, shut up, Byron. I wish I couldn't hear you. <laughs> and what's the other thing? He, he said something else that was really funny. He interrupted Michael Cole. Well, he was talking and then Michael Cole tried to say something and he said, shut your face right at him. He said, I, I feel like at one point Sasha did that knees move in the corner and Kevin Owens was like, oh, yeah, that was that's a great move. I remember when I was doing it six years ago on the indies. Yeah, I know. And I think that's when I think that's, that's when Byron. Said, yeah. yeah. And he was like, well, if you actually watch what we do, like, big fat fuck you. And then he, he was like, I agree with Corey. Corey, I like you or something like that. And I was like, well, that's official. Corey's never leaving. <laughs> um, not that I mind. He's amazing. Uh, Jericho <laughs> ends up attacking. Enzo after the match and big cast comes out. She clocked him hella hard though. Yes. And even Owens was like, damn. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was so good. Big cast with the save. And then we got a little segment later. What did he say? He was like, Jericho, you should get out of the ring. He's the dangerous one. I would leave right now. Yes. And then he did leave. And there's a segment later when Jericho talks about Big Cass and Enzo, and he's like, oh, I have backup, and, like, makes up a name. He makes up a name. I thought that was pretty funny. I think he said something like, I don't look like Bon Jovi, and I, like, audibly shrieked at the TV, yes, you do, you do look like Bon Jovi. And there was another, the other part of that backstage segment that we're jumping ahead to is Tom Phillips. That's Tom, right? Yes. He, when, he is, he is tall. Yeah. Um, but when he talks to superstars or wrestlers backstage, he stands wide legged. So like he's trying to do the splits. So he's smaller than them. Yeah. And I think that's did, so funny. But they did a horrible job in this segment of letting us know he was doing that because it went out pretty wide to where it was like you could tell that he was like kneel- like kneeling. Oh, that is so funny. Yeah. So Kevin Owens said because he has I have such a back, baby Jericho. face. Yes. Yeah. Um, I love Tom Phillips. He's hilarious. We had Corey Hall. I mean Evan Aidenholm, who took on Braun Strowman in a squash match. Whatever. I didn't watch that match. <laughs> Or the next I, match. <laughs> I watched. I watched it because uh, co- the guy he was fighting is uh, Corey Hollis on the who indie, you love on the Indies, and I really like him. And I guess he's like, "Why did you take this match? He's, what did he say? I get a thousand dollars if I win, <laughs> or if I fight him, I get five thousand dollars if I win." <laughs> I was like, Makes "That sense. logic, it's it ain't flawed." The Pokemon Go thing with Golden Truth. I was so over it. This was uh, the Corey Graves quote of the week where he told po- Oh, Pokemon Byron, Go off a cliff. You get Pokemon Go off yep. a cliff. Yep. I did. Okay, the funniest thing about Byron to me is people just constantly shit on him, and he's like, well, I like that thing. And he's just so like, they'll be like, that's stupid, Byron. Why do you like it? He's like, I don't know. I just like it. And he never lets anything get him down. Like and I think that's, it's it's actually kind of genius because yeah. it's infuriating clearly yes. to Corey Graves. Yes. <laughs> infuriating. It's great. Because uh, it, the, the biggest thing that indifference, it will piss people off more than acting offended. Yeah. Are you secretly a genius, Byron Saxton? <laughs> I think he might be. Oh, no, no. I can't accept this. We you had must prove yourself. We had an in-ring interview. Holy hell, I can't I, believe it. Michael Cole's in the ring. He calls out Finn Balor. We have 
a kind of interview until Rollins comes out and interrupts him, tells Cole he can leave. Was it just me or was Rollins like steamrolling over Finn during that entire segment? Like that's a lot coming for me considering that Seth Rollins laugh is like easily one of the worst noises on the planet. I think that was the kind of the point just for him to be like talking and talking and talking. Well, he's stronger on the mic than Finn is though too. Yeah. And then for Finn to just, you know. His laugh though. (laughs) It's like it goes like nails on a chalkboard, scraping your fork across a plate, and then Seth Rollins' laugh is like the three worst noises you could possibly hear. Uh, ends up with Finn hitting the Pele kick, I believe, <laughs> on Rollins and Rollins retreating. How much did you love that Corey Graves baseball reference? What was his baseball reference? I don't know if I remember it. It had something to do with Babe Ruth. I can't remember what it was, but I read it and I uh, went, "Oh God, John Pingle." <laughs> It's also we ha- have not mentioned the Mets fan in the front row. Oh yeah, we did talk about that a before we did Jacob it. Degrom home alternate jersey. You would know that very good. I have the I have the David Wright version of that one. So the moral of the story, or just the ending, is uh, Seth retreats again. Yes, I want to make a shirt that says "Redesign, Rebuild, Retreat" <laughs> instead. That'd be funny because that's what he does. Uh- <laughs> Uh, noted John Pingle guy, Mark Henry was backstage and asked Stephanie and Mick for a chance, and Mick, Jolly McFoley. Mick gave him that chance, and we had Rusev defending his United States Championship against Mark Henry. Uh, it was a Haas fight for sure. It was an all right match. Rusev ends up winning, and then he runs down America and the Olympics and how we suck and how it's rigged. And Roman Reigns comes out. That He came out and I went, good. <laughs> yes. I went, good. You're putting him kind of like in a mid-card kind of thing. Yes. And I feel like that's a good place for him to start back in. It's He came out and actually for the most part got cheered. And I went, oh, maybe they should have done this feud first before they skyrocketed him to the top. Yeah. I remember who I was talking. Oh, it was over the same weekend um, during PWG weekend. I was talking about how much I can't stand Baron Corbin. And the person I was talking with said, Baron Corbin's entire character and gimmick should be what Roman Reigns is. And I thought about it and I went, wow, that actually kind of makes a lot of sense. Except Baron Corbin's more convincingly douchey. Yes, he is. You know what I mean? Like you want you want Roman Reigns to be a heel character, his heel character and everything should be Baron Corbin's gimmick. I honestly think you just leave Roman Reigns as is for now. Just li- Oh, yeah. Well, obviously for now, but I, I mean, feel like that's where it should be. Yeah. Then we had the clash. Uh, well, I, I guess I'd call it the clash of the Titans. Titus O'Neil and Darren Young, former tag team partners. You better calm down or I will knock your old ass out. Yes. <laughs> well, that was that was after the fact. I know. Titus rolled up Darren Young and I think he, he grabbed the tights, too. Probably. And Darren Young was not happy about it, and neither was Bob Backlund, who was scream got in a screaming match with Titus in the backstage and then said Titus be- doesn't scream. You better calm down or I will knock your old ass out. And then Darren Young attacked Titus, so I guess we're gonna have that feud for a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> we we use that not- term loosely. Yes, a Nia Jax <laughs> squash match. Okay. Nia Jax is just a guy. But mm. a girl. Okay. How many weeks before the audience actually cares that she's there? Because she gets zero pop. Absolutely zero pop both times that she's come out. Like people will all get up and go to the bathroom. That kind of thing. I think we are going to start caring about her not next week, but the week after. Okay. Because what they're doing right now with her and with 
Braun Strowman is just kind of showing off their move set a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but as somebody did say on Twitter, because they're trying to get her over and they're like, she's intimidating, she's fierce, she's a monster. And someone said, dude, her finisher is a running sit down, calm your shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I was like, actually. That's... Didn't she do, a, she did a move leading up to that and then pulled them up. Yeah, that's her that's her thing that she's been doing. She's garbage on the mic though. There was a thing she there was a move she did that looked it was was it the Samoan drop into a slam? I think she should start doing that cuz mm-hmm. she's a lot bigger she's, than most other she's girls. She's a lot so bigger she and she's that. had a couple moves that she's done that are really fucking impressive. Yes. But, she's adding to her repertoire. Yeah. That being said, lay the f off of her weight. Yeah. Like, I don't like her. That much is obvious, but her weight is none of your guys' effing business. Yeah. Like, she's beautiful the way she is. And so if any... If you see... Okay, I'm going to ask a favor from you guys. If you guys see anybody who is using stupid hashtags like Nia Jax destroys buffets or Nia Jax is fat or anything like that on your timeline, you need to delete that person. Delete <laughs> that delete person. that brother Nero. Anything of that sort. Nourish your conscience. You will feel better for it because nobody deserves that. Just trust me. Because I saw someone on my timeline that was posting shit like that. And I was like, that's some hateful garbage. Yeah. I don't like her, but you do not, 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 not attack somebody's looks like that. It's not fair. Unless it's Ava Marie, in which case I'll get to that later. Oh, man. I cannot wait to talk about Ava Marie. Yes. (laughs) I am so excited. But we're still in Monday Night Raw and Gallows and Anderson demand... That one of the members of the New Day is banned from ringside for their non-title tag team match. And Xavier Woods, unfortunately, drew... We saw that coming from, like... The differentiating fruit, yes. Forever ago. (laughs) And so we had Big E and Kofi Imagine if it was Big E. (laughs) That'd be funny. Big E and Kofi taking on Gallows and Anderson... They win the New Day win via roll up, but uh, end up losing the battle as Biggie is hurt, quote unquote, and doesn't look like it looks like he's going to be out for a little while. I don't know what he's doing. Kayfabe. <laughs> he's doing something. I just don't know. What I, I don't is. know. I'm just spewing crap. So there you go. <laughs> I didn't have much to say about that match. I did watch it. It was fine. I did watch this next match. Even though Sheamus was in it, we had Sheamus versus Cesaro. Are we skipping Cesaro. over Heath Slater? Does that happen next? That happens after this. Okay. So uh, the Sheamus-Cesaro match, pretty good. I enjoyed it a lot. I believe Cesaro got the win here. Cesaro is a gorgeous marble statue oh, yes, of perfection, was, and I love him. It was because whoever won got a future title yeah. shot thing, and so Cesaro... So Shoot Zaro was out in the open. Yep. Make it work. Shoot Zaro is a thing now. Let's do it. Shoot Zaro. So then we had... <laughs> Showing up Love magically him. in the ring. That was so fucking weird. Heath Slater and Jinder Mahal are in the ring for some reason. Well, mainly Jinder Mahal, because we know the storyline with Heath Slater is go- that's going on. And Mick- That was so confusing to witness. It was so strange. The two-man band. And Mick comes out and says, I, don't, I only have one contract, so you guys can fight each other, and whoever wins... We'll get the contract. You can fight right now. And Heath's like, I'm not going to fight. And then gets knocked the fuck out. Because he's too trusting. Heath Slater is so brilliant on the mic. And I said this on Twitter and it bears repeating. Heath Slater outperforms way too many people on that roster to be where he's at right now. Slater's going to slate and fuck you if you are not a Heath Slater fan. We talked about this last week. He cut the promo of his life. He's amazing. He's amazing. I adore him. Uh, Jinder Mahal, the newest addition to the Raw roster. Heath Slater... 
still I'm so confused palling around not doing anything it's been like four days and i'm still confused <laughs> We had the main event of the evening, which was Sami Zayn versus Seth Rollins, which was a very fun match. Very good. I enjoyed Expected. it. They're very uh, yeah, evenly very, matched. You expect it from both of them. Seth yeah. Rollins ends up winning. And, and then we have the return of Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman, and they're running down Randy Orton. They're talking mad shit, and this Paul Heyman says, there's no way you're going to RKO my, my client. You can't do it. You're dumb. I hate you. You smell. And RKO out of nowhere. Like legitimately came out of nowhere. Like that was the RKO out of nowhere. Like face Randy. You can sit with us. <laughs> and he's like staring at Paul Heyman. Like what? Like putting his hand up to his ear. Like what did you say? What did you say? It and was then, amazing. Uh, Stephanie and I, like the entire raw roster comes down and LOL Stephanie by the mic during this was pure gold he's he's posing just get him go get him he's taking his shirt off why is he do just go get him out of here it was the funniest he's posing what is it i said this a while ago he reminds me like randy orton it's like he learned his poses from like the gorilla enclosure at the zoo yes like that's what he looks like but that's oh stephanie smackdown live Eva Marie's entrance includes words that she doesn't even understand. Well, we got a little bit until we till we get to that. Okay. Uh, I enjoy the little factoids that we get about the wrestlers as they come to the ring. Uh-huh. It comes out on the side and gives you the whole... Yeah, I like that a lot. The whole spiel there. I enjoy that a lot. Uh, everything David Otunga says sounds like it's been pre-recorded. It's like he's being paid a lot to sit there and be talked over. It, it He honestly, like when he says words, it sounds like they taped it in post, but it's live. So I don't understand. Guess what, Byron? You're not last place anymore. No, you're not. <laughs> we had a uh, Ambrose Dolph segment. Um, if you listen to the show last week, I legitimately don't care about this match at all. Yeah. A wild Bray Wyatt appears, and apparently Bray has the power to challenge Ziggler for the number one contendership, even though we just did that last week. Dream match, broken Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt. I knew you'd come. (laughs) I'm fine with it. That sounds good. I feel like they've both said that. They probably have. (laughs) We had Apollo Crews versus Kalisto versus Baron Corbin for the number one contender. What the fuck ever. For the Intercontinental Championship. The Miz on commentary. The Miz is going to have a great play-by-play or color commentator career after he's done wrestling. He's fucking brilliant. This was actually a fun little match. I enjoyed it. And Apollo Crews ends up winning... And he is the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship. So we are going to get that match at SummerSlam. Uh, Corbin attacks Kalisto after the match. Cruz makes the save. Miz hits the skull-crushing finale on Cruz. Corbin hits the end of days on Miz. So that was all of the craziness that happened there. Yeah. So Eva Marie... Versus Becky Lynch. All right, we get Eva Marie with her entrance, which is... Fucking awful. No, it is amazing. I hate it. It is the funniest thing ever. A man just saying how great she is 
as she in a walks tone of down voice to, that's not even believable <laughs> oh i i fucking love it and i love that it's like the entire arena goes red like she's some she's like the bikini model cane uh <laughs> it's just so <laughs> is that, funny is Probably yes. bikini model Kane, and she comes out and she has the ring announcer take off her robe, and she goes on the rope and she's like, "Yay, I'm here! I'll read everything, whatever." Then she jumps off the rope and you see her kind of like grab her knee, like for a second. She's like, "Ah," she like walks, she walks away, and she's to the ref. She's like, oh, "I hurt myself. I can't wrestle." <laughs> This is amazing. This is the fun. Everyone already hates her. And now they're going to hate her even more because they have to watch the entrance. They have to listen to that guy. They have to see that dude take the robe off her. And then she's going to find some what weird excuse. What if she's excuse. fucking trolling the shit out of us and she's actually good? Imagine. She, she, <laughs> when she's forced to wrestle, she hits like uh, head scissors out the gate and hits like the greatest drop kick you've ever seen. <laughs> It's just doing like a top rope suicida to the outside. <laughs> oh my god! Could you imagine with her cloak still on? Oh my <laughs> she's god! Flying. It's am- this is uh, amazing, and I hope it goes on for weeks. Becky looks so confused. She was like, "What? I want to fight someone." And they saw her later. Like Becky, sh- they showed her backstage. She's like so fucking confused. <laughs> okay, now this is okay. You'll hear me get at people. This is going back to the Nia Jax things for her appearance. But Ava Marie did this to herself. She's orange. There's no getting around it. There's no other way to put it. She's fucking orange. The end. She's like uses the same skin dye as Donald Trump. I'm 100% on board. (laughs) It's just so ridiculous that it just it works very well. Uh, Heel Natalia is the worst heel ever. I don't care about her at all. I was talking to my uncle brett in case you didn't know who that is it's Uh, like okay natalia you were getting something going because people liked you as a face and they wanted something to happen for you good not saying everybody but some people happening with you as a face and then you went no excuse me creative went and fucked that shit up for you you're not the queen of hearts ava maria has already called herself that in the exact same fucking episode she called herself the red queen which is the exact same thing how many queens are there there can only be so many Technically, there's only two. Uh, Carmella was like... We all know Ava Marie's not the white queen. Very true. Carmella was like, uh, this is weird. You're strange. <laughs> then we Duly had... noted. Finally. Well, I mean, not finally. It should have happened last week. We had the debut of American Alpha. They took on the VOD villains. Not I was, the Usos. I was... Uh, I mean, that's fine. You got to showcase them, I guess. But it should have been the Usos. Uh, very excited for American Alpha. The crowd really, really liked them. It was a great debut. Mm-hmm. I was very excited. And if the crowd didn't like them, be fucking weird. Yes. The crowd not liking Carmella, fucking weird. We'll get to that later. We had uh. an AJ Styles, John Cena segment. Um, I actually fast forwarded through this after a while because it was so fucking long. And I get tired Wait. of hearing John Cena go... This is what they chant at me, and this is what happens. And I, it was all about this. like I am made of heart. This is what I do. These people are blah blah blah. But he is impossible to hate. Admit it. No, he is. But AJ Styles hates parents and kids. I found that out in this. Interview. Despite him being a parent, and I, um, I would assume like there's a rematch at SummerSlam. Like the, because of course there is. Yeah. Uh, the worst thing John Cena has ever done 
has talk has been to talk down Freddie Prince Jr. when he worked for the WWE. <laughs> Did you see that interview? No. Oh my god. We will put that in the show notes. It's very fucking amazing. It's an interview. It's Sam Roberts has an interview with um Freddie Prince Jr. about the time that he was writing for the WWE and how he was teaching some of them how to do like acting on the side. Right. And all of his funny encounters with Vince and stuff. And basically the people that like John Cena like didn't take him very seriously. Oh. But then he would give advice to people. But he said his favorite person to work with when he would do the acting classes was The Miz. He was like, he was fucking amazing. That's great. He was like, he would challenge me and keep me on my toes when we would do exercises. He's amazing. And I was like, yeah, we know. (laughs) (laughs) If you have good taste, you know The Miz is great. But yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. It's a very, very, very good interview. We had Randy Orton versus Fandango. And a wild Brock Lesnar appears and F5's Randy Orton. Brock Lesnar is always wild. There's never a tamed Brock Lesnar. Are you fucking kidding? And then we get a scene back from the break where Heyman and Lesnar flee in a car. It should have been Brock Lesnar fleeing, carrying Paul Heyman (laughs) on his back. Oh, my God. And, like, (laughs) he's doing, like, double jumps. Like, you just, like, see him in the distance, like, jumping. (laughs) (laughs) He's just, like, double jumping into the distance. Call us. We're here. We have ideas. Oh, my God. (laughs) Carmella is walking to the ring for a match with Natalia, apparently, and Natalia attacks her from behind because she's terrible. With a no-pop worthy of Nia Jax. Oh, boy. Well, are we going to talk about the Heath Slater being that segment something with him? happen with Heath? Oh, yeah. yes. He was in the back. He somehow got. Oh, because all the security was handling Brock Lesnar. He got into Daniel Bryan's commissioner GM office. Like, what the fuck are you doing here? And he's like, I want to be on your show again. <laughs> and Heath Slater's gimmick is loitering. Yes. <laughs> Heath Slater, free agent, brand floater, America's sweetheart. He says, fine, <laughs> if you beat. Uh, and then out of nowhere, <laughs> Rhino. Rhino Spears. And he goes, Rhino? (laughs) I really want to make Kurt Hawkins and Heath Slater be a thing for a bit just so I can cry a bunch and get it out of my system. Oh, my God. Just two ginger dudes with Macklemore haircuts. Um, (laughs) I love Heath Slater so much. Please. There needs to be a ginger sign for each brand. Becky doesn't count because she doesn't. I don't think she's a natural ginger. She's not. Yeah. So they have Seamus on Raw. Yes. Good fucking riddance. Yeah. Uh, main event was Bray Wyatt versus Dolph Ziggler. Um, I didn't watch this match. Dean Ambrose on commentary, though, he was putting over Dolph Ziggler with all the genuine sincerity that he's capable of, and I loved it. He was he was like, I like him. He's a good worker. Like, I want what's better for him, and people don't give him enough yeah. credit. And I was like, Dean, what? Okay? Like, it, it was just cute. I was enjoying it myself. Uh, Eric Rowan came out and... <laughs> did Eric Rowan things. Eric, did Eric Rowan things, and I didn't. I just stopped watching. Yeah. Well, whatever. NXT, Hideo Tommy is back, sporting a gnarly-looking scar on his... Dude. This is very gnarly. It was um, like attacked by a shark gnarly. It's very good return match for him. I think he looks good. It was good to see him back. He did all the stuff. It was a bit underwhelming, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he just beat up some dude. I'm fine with it. Oh, he with, beat up the guy. He was from Cruiserweight Classic. Did you love the shot of Bulak in a suit? <laughs> I, Bulak yes. and Zack Sabre Jr. and Tony Nese, but Just I mostly care there. about Bulak in a suit. Dude, Sean Maluda, his shorts. Maluda. Like, while I dig his getup, it looks like he's wearing like an entire team's worth of capture the flag belts like around <laughs> his legs. 
I was looking at it and I was like, is that not hindering you at all? Because you don't pull hair. You can pull those, though. (laughs) Capture the flag. Maybe that is what he's wearing. I wonder. That would be an easy thing to put together. And then it panned back to the commentary table thing. Yes. And Corey Graves is wearing like a casual shirt. And I was like, was this casual Friday with Corey Graves? It was weird. And I was totally thrown off (laughs) because he didn't look as douchey as he usually does. Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) Mojo is attacked by Samoa Joe mid-match. Mojo attacks him during his promo. Joe attacks him again. Okay, cool. The crowd went crazy when Mojo attacked him. Dude, I love Mojo. He is lovable and deserves to be where he is now. And I will tell you why right now. You agree with me though, right? I do. Okay. I was talking to somebody over the weekend about like, because so many people are pissed off that he got signed and he made a really good point. Like, if you look at his gimmick and all the positive energy that he exudes as a character and he's really it makes him really lovable and that's what I see. But if you don't understand what I mean, imagine this like the way it was put was Mojo Rally is just the spirit of a golden retriever trapped in a human being's body. There, take that and run with it and you'll understand. Yeah, you will understand or watch the 10th Kingdom, which that literally happened in the 10th Kingdom. <laughs> But you look at it and you're like, oh, that's cute. And then I liked it. We had but. a the debut of Bobby Roode in an NXT ring. And he at first was like, hey, this is great. And then he's like, you all are stupid nerds and I hate you. Dude. It was, I was fine with it. Swerve. Cut a good promo. His music is ridiculous. It's so... I was listening to him talking, but I couldn't watch because of the red sea of just Shinsuke shirts in the crowd. It was so distracting. <laughs> Glorious. Oh my god. It was almost like Bobby Roode looked in the mirror that morning when he was getting dressed and was like, I think I'm gonna go for the COO boss man trips look today. Yeah. See how well that goes over. <laughs> but yeah. We had Oscar versus Aaliyah and Bailey was like. on commentary, but Oscar brings it I love that Oscar is just she's so charismatic that she doesn't have to speak. I have put that as a note earlier saying talking about Samoa Joe. Where he, to me, is such a boring champion. Do you see why I'm thinking that, though? I have, um... I think the lack of development and presence of him as a champion does not bode well. But the same could be said for Asuka. Yeah. But Asuka's much more impressively threatening, and she doesn't even have to say anything. It's like her silence that makes her more interesting. But Samojo just seems like like an angry guy who storms in is like i'm angry i'm champion remember me and they don't have him around like enough yeah. to be consistent and it's just like it, it takes away from the belt and whatever whatever but anyways i really like Aaliyah. yeah she's... did she get fired because no. she works the independence uh i don't believe she got fired she works independent in, excuse me independence under the name jasmine but uh, i really like her look and she, she shows a lot works of works them I have no idea. But she shows a lot of potential, and I'm excited to see her. Yeah, I don't think she still works the indies. Um, Asuka set up a chair for Bailey to come watch ringside and then just beat the shit out of her. Asuka could not, like, could she be wearing any more clothes? I don't think so. She she looks like she went dumpster diving behind a mood fabric store. (laughs) She probably made that. And then just rolled out wearing everything that was in it, all of the scraps. (laughs) Asuka obviously <laughs> wins, and then we have a little face down between her and Bailey. 
Then we had the main event. We actually had some backstage stuff going on with Gargano and Ciampa at some point. Ciampa, where John Boy had a mic. Yes. Great. Uh, we ended the show with the revival taking on TM61. I thoroughly enjoyed this I match. I did too, despite me hating the revival. Uh, the match ended with a DDT, which is the most old school, ridiculous thing you can ever do. And Obviously. It was great. I even knew that. I, uh, I very much enjoyed this match. Uh, after the match, Gargano and Ciampa came out. Boy has a mic. Everybody shut up. He had a mic. They talked about Pokemon. Um, <laughs> of course they did. And My favorite part, though, was Scott Dawson when he was like, okay, we're going to let the champions talk now. And then he made this face where I was like, how can one person have two frowns going on at the same time? <laughs> because his mustache hit his mouth, but then his chin made another frown. And I was like, okay, I'm going to call you Scotty two frowns from now on. <laughs> it was horrible. Champa calling them Arn and Oli was very funny. Uh, the Anderson brothers. Uh <laughs> Make up your minds, Corey Graves. You either like Johnny Gargano or you don't. Very true. Pick a side, yes. Brosephine. We didn't mention the Ember Moon thing. We got the Ember Moon preview, and I assume she's going to debut at NXT Brooklyn. Yeah, it's the 20th, I believe. Yes, so she's going to debut at that. Uh, very, very excited for that. Yeah. She is amazing. Not down for this whole Haunted Mansion narrator thing that they have going on. Like, It's not good. It's literally just for that. I like, know. I've seen what she wears to the ring and her entrance, kind of. And it was just, gonna... it was like I was on the Haunted Mansion ride. Like, yeah. I was thinking, I was like, unless you're going to bring out Hatbox Ghost, get a different voice actor True. now. True life. Like, My now. homie. <laughs> Your Hatbox homie. Ghost. Hatbox Ghost. So we had the last four matches of the first round of the Cruiserweight Classic. And uh, let me tell you, we had some good matches. We started off the night... <laughs> he took a picture of his double frown. It's so That's funny. hilarious. I had to. I went back and I had to screenshot it because it was so funny oh to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. Cruiserweight classic. Yes, we had Rich Swan taking on Jason Lee in a very fun match. Rich Swan and his insane theme song. Um, I, I warned everybody ahead of time. I was like, if you don't know, and I was like, Rich Swan's going to dance, you guys. So you best prepare yourselves because he will dance before, during, and after. I did match. enjoy that when he danced before, like they showed a shot of Jason Lee and he was like, what is this guy doing? And they were like, he's underestimating him right now is what I was thinking. But you go, Swan. You do that standing 450. Yep. Standing 450. Mr. Standing 450 is the name that he gives himself. And <laughs> very, very fun match. I really enjoyed it. Uh, this next match. I It will take me a while to get over the fact that he doesn't have his little wings on his butt anymore yeah. like he used to. Though I love those. It was so cute. This next <laughs> match was, I think, the very first Cruiserweight Classic match I fast forwarded through because I was so bored. That's a shoot. Noam Dar versus the other guy, Goof Shira. Holy hell, this match was very sloppy, and it was also very boring. I just wrote, Noam Dar, hey, how you doing? He's not doing very well, yeah. I can tell you that much. Okay, I know that naming moves with puns has been a thing forever, and for a while, Soul Food, Chuck Taylor's move, was my favorite thing, but dude, Champagne Super Knee Bar is my favorite, yes. favorite thing. And the fact that his entrance music... On the Indies used to be um, What's the Story, uh, Morning Glory, which is my favorite mm -hmm. Oasis song. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I, like, lost it. But then they just called it a knee bar. And I was like, you had one job. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Johnny Gargano gets his own special name for his finisher. Hey, that's because he's the whole shebang. This is true. 
Yeah. Yeah, but Champagne Super Nibar is such a brilliant name. It is. It's a very good name. So soul food. We had <laughs> Noam Dar wins that match. Duh. We had Jack Gallagher versus Fabian Achner. Eichner. Eichner. There's, I, I saw that last name, and I was like, Italian. I was like, there's no fucking way that guy doesn't speak German. And then I found out he and did, and I was like, okay. He did. That makes sense. This is a very <laughs> interesting match, because uh, Jack, and it's not Gallagher, it's Gallagher. Gallagher. Mm-hmm. I have a friend whose last name is pronounced Gallagher, so that is... Is he American? Yes, he is, and that's why I pronounce it that way. I apologize, but I did notice they were pronouncing it Gallagher. I had a conversation with somebody on Twitter saying it was like, it was like hailing from Manchester, and I remember thinking, that's not, there's no way he's from Manchester with that accent, and the person had said the same thing, and I was like, but his last name's Gallagher, and he's from Manchester, so is Oasis, that's the second time Oasis has been brought up in my mind, but how much did his, like, trunks look like Circus Jack, he, those circus are, Trunks Gallagher. Those are new trunks for him, and I really enjoy circus them. Circus Trunks. <laughs> uh, this match was definitely a showcase of Gallagher, for sure. Dude, double springboard moonsault. <laughs> oh, yeah. my fucking Fabian heaven. Fabian was oh, very good, too. That I liked was such a gorgeous moonsault. And then that corner dropkick was fucking bonkers. Yes. I'm not a fan of them, because most of the time they always look so like weirdly executed, but... God very, damn, very it was so good. Ja- what was it that uh, Daniel Bryan said? He's like, is it impossible to fall in love with... Like, is that what he said? I can't even remember. Yes. It was so funny. It only took him like three minutes to fall in love with Jack Gallagher. Because but- he's mustache. And I just looked at it and I went, you guys, my brother's winning this match. Because <laughs> the more I watched it, I was like, oh, I, my brother was right in the next room. And I was like, I want him to watch himself wrestle this <laughs> match right now. Because if you add like seven inches to Jack Gallagher's height, he is my brother. They look exactly the same. And it fucking freaks me out. Now, this oh. this next match was very interesting, mainly because we've seen these two tag on NXT a bunch, and we got like a video package beforehand, Well, which yeah. was great, Yeah, about them talking about their tag team partnership and just life in general. And then Shikara's like non-canon. Yeah. And it was, um, <laughs> man, it was really cool. And the main event was Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa. I, this match could be one of the matches of the first round for sure it was great it had good storytelling when Ciampa pulled down the knee pad and then he was like no I don't want to do that to my friend that back elbow was the most vicious thing I've ever seen and heard in my fucking life he hit him hard I'm Uh, being completely serious it was like worthy of Tommy and fucking vicious holy shit Gargano ends up getting the win via roll up and we get like the little handshakey hug thing at the end, which was great. Gargano would not stay down. He no. was like bouncing all over the place. <laughs> He's like completely indestructible. And Daniel Bryan was like, what is good? I'm like worried for his well-being. And I'm like, no, dude, it's OK. He's made of flubber. It's fine. It was an awesome, awesome match. So we are into the second round next week. Did you notice he didn't do one of his infamous roly-poly pill bug kicks? No, he did not. Not once. I had to watch that match twice, just to double check. Also because it was a good match, but yes, also I noticed good match. there was no roly-poly pill bug Gargano. So there you go. There we... was lots of indestructible bouncy goodness Gargano, though. <laughs> yes, we are out <laughs> of the first round into the second round. Very, very exciting. Yeah. So I have two news items. Uh, as of, I believe it's today or Monday... Ryback is officially gone from the WWE. Eh. He gone. Eh. And he put out a video, and you can book the big guy at 
I think it's book the big guy at yahoo.com. Oh my God. So he's on the indies. He's rip roaring, ready to go. I would not be surprised if new Japan picks him up. Really? Yeah. Huh. He seems like a guy that they would have. I think that would be really good for him. Good for him. And be very interesting as well. I would not be surprised. I feel like it would be extremely good for him career wise and gonna make character a wise. lot of money on the indies. But it, no more driving through drive throughs blasting your own things. No, you know what? I bet there's more of that now. Oh my fucking god. Obviously not maybe not his theme song. He might do it anyway, but I mean who knows. Uh <laughs> Mick so funny. Foley has invited Daniel Bryan to Monday Night Raw, so it literally lasted three weeks, folks. The draft lasted three weeks. We got SmackDown people coming on to raw people, and it's just, a, I don't know. It's a mess already. Why are you inviting him on? It makes no sense. Why? I don't know. Maybe to talk about Lesnar. Maybe to talk about, you know what? I wonder. Maybe they discussed some trades. Who knows what this is about? Please let that be the case. So Fucking please. We'll see what that's going to be about. Um, did you have any other news items before we get to the Facebook? Are we going to talk about TNA? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. We watched um, one, one segment out of TNA. We watched the uh, broken the... Matt Hardy and the obsolete mule, Brother Nero. And the storyline is now that Matt wants the tag team titles back. He's going to go around eating human beings. He's going to do that, too. But he wants the tag the team fuck? titles back because Brother Nero lost them for both of them by being selfish. You can actually hear this whole story on... Chris Jericho's newest podcast where Broken Matt Hardy does his first interview and it is delightful. It's great. It's so good. Chris Bon Jericho. And actually also speaking of podcast. speaking of Talk is Jericho, um I also listened to last weekend I listened to Shinsuke on his podcast. Oh man. You have to listen to that one as well. It's very good. It's it's just very cool to hear him talk about. Chris Jericho is is one of those people that's just good at everything, and it kind of makes me mad. He's yeah. also going to bring it up again. Good at looking like John Bon Jovi. <laughs> so they're on their. He wants to start from the bottom and work their way back up to the tag team titles, but Brother Nero has to do all the work. So he makes Brother Nero wrestle a handicap match against JT Dunn and Chuck Taylor. I was like. Let mm. somebody John sent me to me on Twitter just a gif of Chuck Taylor doing his letting his stomping get away with him thing in one of the corners and I went this is a thing I need to watch it I need to watch it now stomping on Jeff Hardy so we watched this match I mean <laughs> so funny it was it was so bizarre because you have Matt Hardy with the microphone on the outside telling people stop chanting for Jeff it's brother Nero it was so distracting he, he bit a fan on the ear and he had blood in his mouth and it was it, there was just a shit ton of stuff happening it was it was ridiculous it was it was so ridiculous there was so much stuff going on at the same time but then i w- was able to focus because i love jt dunn i met him pwg weekend and he's really really nice and then chuck taylor is just my favorite thing ever so and yeah the um the <laughs> former hardy boys end up winning the match so we'll Via see where this really strange means we'll see where this goes he picks up his hand and tags himself in. that was pretty funny <laughs> and then it totally obviously drooled fake blood on jt dunn at the yes. end of that match poor dude while saying delete Delete. deleted 
<laughs> I love my brother Nero shirt. It is uh, great. Actually, I love all my new shirts I got. I got the Progress Wrestling shirt with mm-hmm. the rainbow. And I got my Jonathan Gresham shirt, which is a awesome fucking design and is also very original, which is something. Which is you don't see very often. You don't see often in this biz. Speaking of the Progress Pro Wrestling shirt that you have, um, somebody mentioned or somebody shared something on Facebook, not in the group that we talk about. And it was regarding a Lucha Libre wrestler who's gay. Oh, um, somebody, I think it was posted more than once, but a friend of mine, um, what's his name? Colt interviewed him once. Anyway, go ahead. There, um, a friend of mine who's a drag queen posted about it, and then somebody commented on it and said the one thing I effing hate about people, and where they were like, "Well, most wrestling fans are Republican right wing idiots," and I went, "Excuse me," and I straight up like was very tempted to just copy and paste just Progress Wrestling and sent that to there. And I was like, also, I was like, Darren Young's in the WWE and he's gay and they're very much supportive of it. And I was like, that is an extremely, extremely bigoted thing to be thinking yeah. right now. It's, it's wrong. And I it pissed me off. And then my my friend liked it, like the comment of it. And I was like, honestly, I was like, I could go on and on and on with examples of why that is extremely offensive, what, yeah. you, said, what you said, because that's not true at all. So sticking up for the craft, man, you guys. Facebook questions? Yes. Go. All right. So Holland asks, who surprised you in the first round of the CWC and who was disappointing? Would you like to go first? Who surprised me? Who surprised you? Oh, fuck. I have all the names here. I'm not going to read them all because we know how that went last time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Lindsay, that Lindsay Dorado match was great. Lindsay Dorado, yes. That match was fucking great. TJ Perkins was great. Yes. But I mean, these are people that I already like you already seen knew. wrestled before, but they like went above and beyond. Drew Gulak's match was better than Zack Sabre Jr.'s match, in my opinion. Okay. I probably agree with that. Okay. Let's see. If I was going who surprised me in the first round, I would have to say... See, I've seen almost all of these people wrestle. I would have to say the person that surprised me the most in the first round was uh, Raul Mendoza. Who is it that he fought? He fought the Brian Kendrick. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. yeah. That match was insane. They need to sign this kid immediately. Uh, He's great. I think that's one of the ones that people were talking up before the whole thing started. So he he surprised me the most. Everyone else I'd seen, for the most part, wrestle. Who disappointed me? Don't even go there. Ho-Ho Lun. Yeah. He came in with a lot of hype. Kind of. He came in with a decent amount of hype, and he looked lost. And, I mean, I have watched no- Noam Dar wrestle before. I love him. Um, <laughs> I I would agree with you, though, if you're disappointed. I would completely I agree. was Yeah, I was disappointed. I don't know if it was him. It was the other guy. I guess we'll find out in his next round match. I feel Who like it was the other guy. On? I'm not just saying that. I'm just, yeah. He takes on Ho- he takes on Ho Holon in the next round. Oh well, in that case, what? Damn, is he getting the short stick with just people that have no char- uh, charisma? Yikes! Yikes! Uh, who else? Kind of. I like Jason Lee too. I thought he was good. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah. So there you go. He was super fast. Yes, I really, I really liked him a lot. I so. think Fabian Eichner did a really good job. He did as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, everybody. That, else... I mean that that's oh man that moonsault. Yes. I almost cried. It was so beautiful. Uh, Dion <laughs> asks, TNA, well, I, yes, he did ask this. TNA dropped the ball with cross storylines with WWE before. And he is referring to when Matt Hardy originally got fired, when there was the whole Lita Edge Matt Hardy 
real life craziness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess when they were in talks to bring Matt back, they wanted him to go to TNA for like a week or two. And I guess WWE was like, no, never mind. We shouldn't do that. I don't know why. And he says, if you were in TNA creative, uh, would you pitch a cross-promotional idea? And if yes, with what stars? Okay, so here's the problem with this. This will, like, never happen unless TNA is bought out by WWE and run as a separate company. Uh, Hypothetically speaking. They tried to... I mean, this was all... This this question brought me back, though, to, like, old Pro Wrestling Illustrated, where it'd be like, here's our... If WCW fought WWE, here's the WrestleMania matches we'd have. So that kind of brought me back to that. Um, okay, so hypothetically, how would I book a cross-promotional idea? Well, right now, I would send Heath Slater there. <laughs> I love Heath Slater. People uh, do good anywhere. I love him. clearly, I mean, he, in this storyline, isn't signed anywhere, so he should show up there. He should. Oh, my but God, he's that gonna would be show so up funny. In, he's going to show up in Evolve, apparently. He's so funny. He's on. Oh, my God. But I mean, if I if I really need it, if I really wanted to do a cross, which stars would I use? I would use EC3 for sure, because he was there. They didn't think he was good. He went to TNA and now he's a fucking star and he's amazing. Isn't that what happened with Drew McIntyre? I would use Drew Galloway. (laughs) I would use Drew Galloway as well. Him yelling when he's angry is the funniest thing I've ever heard. I'd even use I'd use oh. Bobby Lashley. I literally, I mean, you could use any number of people. They're all they either have all worked for WWE or worked for them in like a lower rank and got released and then became big in TNA. So I'd probably use those three guys for sure. I don't know how I would do it, but I would use those three for sure. Know how you or you could it. you could just go completely crazy and be like, Brother Nero, you have to go work for Mikman. McManahan. You know that's exactly how he would say Which it. Which would be so funny. Um, I want to see a conversation between Matt Hardy and Vince. God damn it. <laughs> what, the hell, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Jesus, Matt. God damn it. I don't know. So yeah, I I mean it would never happen. And this the other thing is like TNA is like, hey, w- I would love to do a cross-promotional thing with WWE. Of course you fucking would. Like, who wouldn't? Like, give me a break. Okay, well. M- Mel asks, "Has is it CFOs? It's CFOs, right? The, the band that does all the WWE music now. <laughs> CFO dollar sign. Have they composed enough standout themes to call themselves contemporary equals to Jim Johnston? Now... I saw this question and went, oh, my God, this is the greatest question ever, Mel. Mel. I was very excited when I saw this question. Now, Jim, you know Jim. Yes, I do. So he composed all of the old music. He composed. um, Shield theme. Yes, he composed the shield theme. He did. Did he do the shield theme? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He did um, the Ultimate Warriors theme, which also probably means he did the Rockers theme. He did a lot of the 80s and 90s themes. I was going to um, like load up a bunch of songs so we could listen to them, but I uh, thought better of it. <laughs> 
for copyright. So he wrote like the Undertaker's theme, the, <laughs> the Rock's theme. Low point in his career for sure. He did he did the Stone Cold Steve Austin theme, which is iconic. He did the Mr. McMahon theme. He's just done a million. No chance. So CFOs with a dollar sign, they do like I don't know. They do all the contemporary songs. So they do <sighs> the not garage band sounding ones. Yes. No, they do those. So they they've done like Dean's and Seth's and do they do Shinsuke's? Oh man, Shinsuke's theme is so sick. Shinsuke's theme is the greatest theme ever and if if they did that I love theme. Cesaro's theme. I do. And you can say you don't like it, but I fucking love it, despite the fact that it scares the shit out of me in the morning. They've probably redone Cesaro's theme 4,000 times. It's probably all them. Well, let me see here. Yep, they do do... Um, Doo-doo! <laughs> they do the Rising Sun. So I think it's safe to say, because they've taken over all the music, that yeah, they, they can they can call themselves the contemporary Jim Johnston, for sure. I'm trying to think of what other music they must have done. See, somebody needs to, they need listed credits on their Wikipedia pages of all the songs they've done for WWE, but could there is no like, link. There could be like the Max Martin in the WWE. For those of you who don't know who that is, Max Martin wrote all of the pop songs in the 90s. <laughs> I'm not even, all of them. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> so you know what I, I want? I want to happen. Uh, you can follow us on Tornado Tag Radio and send us a message or an at reply and say, hey, this is my favorite WWE theme. I would really like that. That'd be cool. Some people would send us that and we'll retweet them. For sure. This is the thing that will happen. Do you have any questions? I have no questions. I was thinking constantly about that interview with Freddie Prince Jr. and he talks about how his dream thing if it were to ever happen is to play Vince McMahon in a biopic of Vince McMahon because he knows how to talk like him how to walk like him how to do everything that would be funny because he was like yeah I would try and watch things on the plane like when I would be going places and Vince would come up and be like why aren't you watching wrestling and I'd be like I I, I want to relax Vince what okay. are you talking about why aren't you watching wrestling and he was like that's literally all he knows you don't even understand like it's a very, very funny interview. You learn a lot of really cool things. But him, he loved The Miz, which I think is fantastic. So uh, I want to give a huge shout out to Nick, host of the Outwit, Outca- Outplay, Outcast podcast, uh, for getting me this awesome Shockmaster figure. It's amazing. I was wondering if he got that for you. Yes, he did. I don't think it's going to leave this box, even though... It shouldn't. I mean, it has the Shockmaster helmet in it. And that's super cool, but uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but he's literally upside down in the packaging, and like you can see through, and it's like broken open. It's really brilliantly packaged. It's amazing. The stormtrooper. <laughs> I don't think it's. I don't think it's leaving the box. Um, it, it definitely shouldn't leave the box. I just got to find a better place. Ms. Dow for it. is like glaring jealously. Got to find a better place for it than where Ms. Dow is, because Ms. Dow keeps falling. Damn it, Ms. Dow, stay. So that. Is it for us this week? You Side can... note, where should Mizdow be? Uh, I don't know. No, like actually, where should Damien Sandow be in his career right now? Where do you think he should be? I'm just hanging on the indies, making that good, sweet, sweet comedy, indie money. Comedy chops, yo. He could do cool a beans. lot of things, I think. He he's like Heath Slater. He could do a lot of things. Agreed. They should honestly just bring him back and put him on SmackDown. Dude, 
He's so funny. God damn it. It's almost like, man, I wish some of these dudes had just held out a little longer. Well, I mean, he did he asked for his release, Damien Sandow? I can't remember. I feel like he might have. Oh, well. Because he people loved him. Yeah, they did. Took him forever to get over, but then he was like really fucking over. Yeah. So he had to wrestle and he was fucking over. <laughs> Very true. So you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. It's at Tornado Tag Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at Team Hate, and you can follow Marianne on Twitter. Sailor Moon Salt. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search Tornado Tag Radio and give us a rate and review as well. Also, subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. Uh, shout out to Finally North. They do our music. You can find them over at SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash Finally North or finallynorth.com. Head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com and be like Dominic and buy one of our awesome, awesome shirts. You have no excuse. He lives in Germany. Very true. You do not at this point. Um, I think Spreadshirt is having a sale right now. It's like 15% off everything. The promo code is, I think it's Heat16. I'm sure it's plastered on their website and on our Spreadshirt store, so go check that out. And support TTR and all of its other podcasts. Become a Patreon of the Night of the Living Geeks Network. Patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. If you donate money to us monthly, we will say thank you on the show weekly. If we remember. I'll remember. If you are legitimately giving me money, your money each month, I will remember to thank you. I will too, but I pretend like I won't. So that is it for us this week. Join us again next week when we talk about more of the good old programs. But there's only one thing left to do. So, Marianne, if you will. Ring the bell and stop.